Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up, War Report family? It's your boy, Mike G. This morning on The Morning Drop, we're talking blue chip ratio. How much is Auburn singing the blues in recruiting? Let's drop it on. You are now now listening to the War Report. What's up, War Report family? It's your boy Mike G here with my guy B. Will on a nah. Thursday, June the 8th, 2023, the year of our Lord. We're talking blue chip ratio. But before we, we get started, listen, we've talked a lot on the show about recruiting and past recruiting and the quality of those recruiting classes. So yeah. um, there was some information put out there about blue chip ratio. We we're going to get into it. So I'm, I want to put up a graphic and I want to talk to you about this graphic. All right. This is blue chip ratio as of 2023, right? Teams who have signed more blue chip recruits than non blue chip recruits over the last four classes. Mm-hmm. Right. So this goes back to Gus. This is half Gus. You know, uh, well, one, I, I guess, are they counting Hugh Freeze here? Yeah, last it, would, class, it would have to be because if you yeah. count 23 class, which is Hugh Freeze, mm-hmm. 22 class was Harson, 21 class, which was Harson. Or Harson Gus. 21 class was Harson Steele, if you want to be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, right. And then the 2020 class, which was Gus. So this is a little bit of everybody in here. Okay, all right. Like, um, So if we're assigning blame... <laughs> 40% Gus, <laughs> 30% Arson, right? Uh, 30% Freeze, I don't know. Like, listen, um, at yeah. the end of the day, uh, Auburn comes in 16th on this list, right? Uh, no surprises at the top, right? Um, when you look at this, Alabama, you know, has won a national championship in the last four years, right? Ohio State um, has definitely made the playoff. Georgia, back-to-back champions, Clemson, uh, you know, uh, Texas A&M, probably an outlier here in terms mm-hmm. of success on the field. But then you start to move on to teams like LSU, who's won a championship in 2019. They probably had the most prolific season of all of these teams listed right. here, right? right. Uh, you got Texas sitting there and Oklahoma, teams who have generally been good or in the discussion or had great players. Oregon, obviously, has made the playoff in the playoff era. Uh, Notre Dame, which is, you know, you know how I feel about them, overrated, but whatever. Uh, Florida, Miami, Penn State, Michigan, USC produced the Heisman Trophy last season. And then Auburn sitting down here at 51%, uh, in danger of falling below 50%. 
you know, what, yeah. you know, what are your thoughts about where Auburn ranks, you know, here in terms of blue chip ratio? And, wh- and what do you think this means, you know, for Auburn in terms of talent this season? Well, we're about to fall off of the off the list. And, and it's not a coincidence that we've had three very underwhelming signing classes, which we're not just talking out of high school. It said players signed. So this is including players that we actually picked up from the transfer portal as well or JUCO. So this is our overall talent, how we've reflected in talent overall since the, the 2020 signing class. But I think that offseason who we signed is what is what we're talking about here. Yes, our on-field product has gotten worse the last three years. Each of the last three years, we got worse and worse and worse. We were 6-4 and four in 2020. We were 6-6 six and six at the end of the regular season 2021, 6-7 and seven after the bowl season 2022. We were 5-7. We, we have gotten worse year over year. And I just hit, hit me up and said <laughs> it does not include transfers, just high okay. school recruits. So Fair enough. Our talent-based high school has still gotten worse. What I'm looking at this thinking is we get it. We, we knew we were trailing off with Gus. No matter how the, the signing classes had looked for the majority of his tenure, the talent on the field didn't reflect what the, the standings were in the, the signing classes. And it also didn't reflect what he was getting paid to do. We weren't finishing top 15, but we were signing top 15 classes. All right, mm-hmm. well, if I give you top 15 and you give me top 25 or top 30 as far as how we're finishing the season, this is the coach. You bring these guys in, you process them, your system, your your methods, get them out of here. So he's gone. Carson comes in. He doesn't recruit particularly strong. We had some talent left over here when Carson first got here. But mm. there were a lot of holes to fill, offensive line being the main one of them. So we have gotten an on-field product that kind of matches the trajectory of our recruiting over the last few years. It's not surprising. I remember seeing this graphic last year, and we were like at 55 54%, something like that. So it's tailed off since then. I am not personally, and I know, Mike, you feel the same way. Development is a real thing. A borderline three-star can function just as good as a four-star can. The last guy we had, uh, Derek Hall was a four-star. He was a blue-chip recruit. Roger McCreary, our draft pick from the 2022 draft, top of the second round, he was not a blue-chip recruit. He was a three-star recruit. Guys can get in here, not have every advantage of, of the measurables, and still end up being special. That's completely possible. We have to leave some room for the coaches to make some of these guys into much better players than they project as coming out of high school. But for the most part, like you said, this is where we have been falling off. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. I bet you this number was higher be um last year and then the year before and then the year before, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's 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 tough, man, because when you look at blue chip ratio without development, what is what does this really mean? Nothing. You know, at the end of the day, right? Like you've got 51% blue chips, but uh you had the you had the you had the sixth highest paid coach in the country at one point. Mm-hmm. You got top 10 classes, but you don't have top 10 results. Right. 
right? You're finishing outside the top 10. That's hard to do. Uh, now, we've talked about on the show, like Auburn, you know, at the end of the Gus era, you know, right when Harson took over, was the only school to average top 10 classes since the inception of the playoff, but not make the playoff. Mm. You know, they were knocking on the door in 2017, but they blew it in the SEC championship game against Georgia. No adjustments. Yeah. Right? You know, you get the number one overall recruit in the country. One cycle, 2015, I think it was. Bust. He's gone. Right? He doesn't finish here. Recruit after recruit that just didn't pan out to be what you know, you you thought they were going to be. You get one of the highest rated quarterbacks, or not the highest rated quarterback, you know, in in, in program history, and Bo Nix is gone. Yeah. You know, these blue chips that they had didn't finish here. Right. So that's why that's why I say if you go back and you look at blue chip ratio, I'm I'm sure it was higher and higher, but as guys didn't develop and moved out of the program. You know, this number drops a little closer to 51%. I, I would say it was probably cl- up somewhere where Florida was. Mid-60s. I don't think it was in the 60s. Not the last couple of years. Maybe before that, when you factor in some of Gus's... 2019-ish. You know, yeah, maybe 2019-ish. Yeah, that class had definitely... Because we had two five-stars in that class. We had Bowen and... Um, Owen, Papo. Papo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it would have been better going back. But we haven't had a big landmark signing since that 2019 class. Not one recruit that was like, oh, this is the one. Not, not one. Until this year when we got Keldrick Fall. Like that, that's the the newest one that's like, oh, he five-star guy in at least one of the services. That was a, a big recruit. But yes, we we've fallen off a cliff here. And we know a lot of that's because of Gus losing steam towards the end of his tenure. Harson not having steam at all during his tenure with recruiting. And I I shudder to think what this would have looked like if Freeze hadn't been the one to come in here and kind of put our class together at the last minute. Because he got a couple that we probably wouldn't have gotten. As a matter of fact, he got a couple that I know we wouldn't have gotten because these guys were heavily recruited by us, committed to other places, and then they defected as soon as, as uh, Hugh Freeze got in here and signed with us. We probably would be under 50% right now if Hugh Freeze had not gotten in here. Right. So, yeah, Hugh Freeze, his focus, and I see uh, to, to get to some of it a little early, Haley's saying, yeah, Coach Hugh Freeze has it under control. Yeah. We'll see. He does. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Like the effort is definitely there, and we talked about this on last night's show, right? Like it is the effort in recruiting to to not only boost Auburn's blue chip ratio, but actually develop the blue chips that they have and the ones they're going to get is there. Yeah. So you know they're going out and they're trying to find the right guys, and they've got to develop a system. So you know, again, Jonathan says sixty two percent in twenty eighteen. So about like what I thought, man. Right up there around where Florida was. Yeah, um, a few so years ago, yep. gradually yep. got worse. No man, it was a slow death in terms mm-hmm. of blue chip ratio. So um, let's talk about the SEC flavor of this list and, and what this means in terms of competition. Right, you've got Florida, who is thirteen percent better than you are, but the results are about the same. Right, like <laughs> right. Let's be real; they, uh, they haven't been doing anything special over there at, at Florida. Um, you've got LSU on this list, who Brian Kelly has quickly resurrected because yeah. their blue chip ratio was real. Yeah. And in year one, he won the West. Yeah. Yikes, man. All right. Texas A&M, uh, Jimbo Fisher is doing such a great job, in my opinion, of just coaching <laughs> every single player down into the ground. Like, absolutely. <laughs> this is 73%, man. And they didn't make a bowl game last year. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yikes. I'm really happy. I'm really happy for him. I, I would. He's got going there. <laughs> I would love to see the stats on. I don't think. I mean, if you think about it, 
hell, Texas A&M and Auburn might be the only schools on this list over 50% that didn't make a bowl game, right? I think all these other schools made a bowl Last game. Last year, but see, here's the thing, though. If this doesn't include transfers, and that means Caleb Williams isn't counted in that number for USC. That means Jordan Addison isn't counted in that number for USC. There's a lot missing here. The thing about Auburn is it's pretty accurate for us. We have been trailing off talent-wise. USC actually looks a lot better than this number right now because of the, the volume and quality of transfers that they have. So this is a little bit fool's goal for them specifically because of what Lincoln Riley was able to do in the transfer portal. But mm-hmm. for everybody else, I mean, you know you know who who I actually have to give some, some credit to, and maybe they just ran into their ceiling here, but Michigan at 54%. Mm. Did has made the playoff two straight years, has beaten yeah. Ohio State two straight yeah. years, and Ohio State's up there at 85%. Um, Clemson didn't make the playoff last year, but Michigan did. LSU didn't make the playoff last year, but Michigan did. Like, two two years straight, one time is a blip. Cincinnati did it one time. TCU did it one time. Two years straight, though, you got something cooking up there, and I think that speaks to the quality of development that they got going to Michigan, and we need some of that, man. We need the studs. We need the fours and fives, but I want the development too. Right, right. I mean, you got to have the development. Uh, ultimately, you got six teams from the SEC on this list, right. right? And, I mean, this is, you know, not only six on this list, but three of them, you know, are in the same division. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got, um, you know, I'm sorry, four of them are in the same division. Two over in the East. Auburn, and we LSU, know those, Bama, yeah. and A&M. Yeah. A&M, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, Georgia and, and Florida on the other side of the conference there. Mm-hmm. We know divisions are going away um, eventually. So this might become an even more nuanced discussion when you talk about where guys, where people finish, right? Because yeah. now you're going to have to be good in the conference overall if they're going to the one-division model. Right. And that talent is really going to have to show up because you cannot, you know, it, there's going to be no the week, you won the week East. right. Right, that's going away. Now you got to win the whole ass SEC every year. <laughs> well, you you could still get a a nice easy draw. It's possible. That's we have true. enough teams. We have enough teams, right? If you're a Bama or a Georgia, you could miss Georgia. Mm. You could miss an LSU. Mm. And and then what what does it what does it look like? Does it look a lot more manageable if you don't have to play? If you're one of the big teams, but you don't have to play LSU and the other top recruiting team, then it looks like, well, you know what? What's the SEC schedule without Bama or LSU or Georgia or LSU? Wouldn't it be a lot more manageable for us? How many years will we have gone double-digit wins if we didn't have to play Georgia and LSU? It could be easy for somebody. Now, that's not to say it's going to be us, but it's it's going to be a luck of a draw here a little bit. But we do. Now, when Texas and Oklahoma get here, then we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the top 60. Top half of the best recruiting teams will be in the SEC. Mm. That mm. is insane. Now, if you add Clemson here down five, six years down the line, like I think we eventually will, it'll be even better. Right, We're strong, right. man. We're strong. The competition is stiff down here. Drive! 